I'm more excited to be talking to you about task management. You are going to love it. We have to accept that tech is coming into the world and we have to prepare our, our pupils for the real world. This method is really a game-changing way of invigilating, to be honest. Welcome to the Surpass Community Podcast. Hello and I hope you're all well. Um, so we've got a new community member to welcome. This is the National Board for Certified Councillors. Um, we um, are delighted to be working with It's a fantastic opportunity. Um, and I've been in conversation with the guys. If you want to read a bit more about what they're doing, then you can go to our website and go to, um, uh, to the news post that's on there. Um, but um, here's just me in conversation with uh, Callie and Isba uh, earlier this week. Callie and Isba, th- welcome to this past community. Uh, it's brilliant. Thank you for, for joining me. Um, do, Callie, do you want to tell us a bit more about NBCC and the work that you do? Sure. Um, I am uh, in my role at NBCC. I am vice president of credentialing and quality assurance uh, national board for certified counselors. Uh, we are the uh, sort of the premier certification body for professional counseling in the U.S. Uh, and we currently have a little over 67,000 NCCs um, nationally. So. Fantastic. Uh, and Isma, tell us a bit more about yourself. Yes, I'm Isma Ali Farzan. I am Director of Assessments and Lead Psychometrician. We offer uh, eight testing programs to more than 50,000 counselors every year. Fantastic. And um, what, what's kind of, what's drawn you towards Surpass as a, as a tool for yourself for item banking and, and test delivery? What, what's, what's been the, the kind of uh, the driver? I'll let you handle that one, Isla. Yeah, so it was actually uh, one of our flagship programs, NCMHCE. Uh, that is an examination which is a, a clinical mental health exam. It has particular design with testlets and with narratives and items and certain kind of flows. So it had certain requirements. We are introducing its new format next year. So last year, when we started the search, we were looking for an item bank which can accommodate our needs for that particular exam. And while we were discovering that with Surpass, we thought, why not all the programs? So now we are with you with all our programs for item banking. Fantastic. And I understand you're going to have about 100 or so authors working within Surpass, but you've already started that process already. Tell me a bit more about more about that. Yeah, so we have uh, already started working with about 20 item writers and mentors for that particular um, program. And it has um, certain back and forth between item writers and reviewers, then mentors. And we are so happy with the flow we have identified in Surpass, uh, which allow them to talk to each other within the program and accommodate each other. So we are really happy with that. Fantastic. And Kali, from a, a kind of quality point of view, w- w- it, does Surpass bring to you some kind of additional rigor as part of that process? The, the conversation uh, that can happen within Surpass between the item writers, uh, the documentation that it keeps, the record, uh, the record keeping um, that we can use within Surpass uh, definitely helps with our quality assurance checks. Uh, and we like the fact that the mentors can also get in there and leave feedback, which increases the, the quality of our items um, as a whole. 
so all the kind of audit features are all it kind of working perfectly for you. That's that's brilliant. Um, so what's the what's the vision for the future? What, you know, what's next as part of your uh, next steps with Surpass? We are really excited actually um, to launch the field test for our clinical exam. Um, that will launch next month, um, as well as shortly after that, we have significantly improved uh, uh, one of our other exams, our telemental health exam. Um, with the pandemic, there has been a significant increase in uh, counselors seeking telemental health credential. Uh, so we have uh, revamped that exam. Um, and are looking forward to offering it through the, the Surpass exam driver um, in a secure online format with um, online proctoring with with a different partner, Examity. We're very excited about that. Yeah, that's, and I, I suppose you two points there really. The the growth of, ex, of online proctoring has been mm -hmm. sort of also you know in in your very role and existence with the, the the mental health side of things, something which is hugely pertinent at the moment, isn't it? And yes. um, it's such an important important piece um well you know I'm, i hope to see you more uh see you along more at the f future uh, surpass conference events um you know uh, thank you very much for taking your time and uh, to, to join me today it's been brilliant and uh you know good luck and uh, hopefully we'll be speaking soon um maybe on a webinar or just something a bit longer yeah. excellent well Wonderful. thank you very much and stay safe and uh, look after yourselves guys yeah thank you so it's great catching up with Callie and Isba. Uh, there. It, there's some fantastic work going on and really, really uh, high value stuff. So if you want to read a bit more about that, then go to pass.com slash news. Um, and there's plenty more information. And, and I hope to be bringing you more stories about how they're using the item banking uh, service. Certainly, so it serves a, sounds as though it's really helping them a lot. Okay, so Spass Spring release is uh, imminent. And as part of that, there's a number of new features, 16 new features. Uh, Safe Searches is one of them. Um, here's just a snippet from the recent webinar that uh, Tom and Holly uh, presented on some of those features. And here just to learn a little bit more about how you're going to use Safe Searches to um, to put together, to, to reuse basically your search criteria you've put together. So here's Tom explaining a bit more. Now, this is all well and good if you just want to do this right now and then create an item list or do a book update or whatever you want. But what if you're working over multiple days or multiple sessions? Uh, previously, you'd have to go through that process of building your search criteria every time, but no longer. What you can do now is simply press Save As, which will allow you to save the search criteria. It's worth mentioning that it doesn't save the search results. Um, you would do that by creating an item list. What this does is it saves the search criteria so you can put it in a box and bring it out whenever you need it run the search again and might and you might get different results depending on what work other people are doing. So in order to save a search, it's really straightforward. So you just need to give it a name. I'm going to call this 1225 webinar search. And then I'm going to give it a description. So the description is quite important because this will tell people what the search is trying to do. So I'm just going to give us a basic description. There you go, basic description. Does what it says on the tin. And then what we can do now is determine the visibility of this search. So by default, this um, safe search is set to private, which means that only I will be able to see and use this safe search. What I can do instead is set it to shared. And what that means is that everybody who has access to this part of the system will be able to see the search criteria and use it for themselves. So I'm going to save this now. 
and you can see here I've got a lot, nice little green toast message saying it's been successful and the field has been populated with 1225 webinar search. So it's really, really interesting feature there as part of that. Um, and if you want more information about uh, that and other features that are in the uh, pre-release for the spring um, uh, release of Surpass, then go to surpass.com slash webinar. We have another webinar that's coming up uh, on the 16th of March, and that's with Kat and Andy. And they're gonna be talking about uh, user experience research, but mainly about a new font which has been put together for uh, dyslexia. Uh, so here's Kat and uh, Andy just giving you a bit of an insight as to how that's going to work. Hi, I'm Andy Valley, the Accessibility Team Lead at BTL. And I'm Kat Owens, UX Researcher at BTL. We're putting together a webinar on March 16th around the research we did around accessibility and how the benefits of that will make the SPAS product more inclusive to everyone. This will be a precursor to the Peas in the Pod session that we'll both be hosting at the ATP Innovations in Testing in April. We'd be delighted for you to join us in this webinar and answer all of your questions about accessibility and inclusivity. We'd love for you to be able to join us and we hope to see you there. So there's a small snippet there for you as to what to expect. Um, Andy and Kat are very both excellently experienced in this area and have both done a number of webinars now. Now we're going to be using a new environment, so um, you should have an invite through if you've already signed up. If you haven't, then go to spass.com slash sign up. Um, and go to aspass.com slash live uh, to start the event. And uh, you'll be put into our new uh, networking environment as part of the uh, session. So it's all very exciting. Okay, so um, last week I caught up with Ada uh, from, who's the, the chair for the 2021 Innovations in Testing Conference. Uh, really just to learn a bit more about what's going to be happening at this year's conference. So uh, Ada, was, it was great that she was able to join me and just provide me with a bit more detail. So here's myself and Ada in conversation last week. Hi, Ada. Thank you for joining me. Um, Hello, Tim. Now, you're chair of the uh, 2021 Innovations in Testing Conference. Um, do you yep. want to just tell us a little bit more about the conference? Absolutely. So the conference this year, obviously, because of pandemic, we're going virtual. The conference will be held virtually from April 27th to 29th. And the theme of this year's conference is assessment for a better world. Excellent. And what kind of, what are we expecting? Are there any particular themes that we're expecting to see from this year's event? Yeah, the this year's conference, we're looking at talking about the value of assessment in the, in the global landscape as a pandemic is really accelerating the changes in assessments and technology and also learning needs for the uh, constituents and so as an industry you know we need to keep up and this conference is a wonderful opportunity for us to learn from each other yeah i think and there's so many angles and opportunities that have been taken people have learned new things people have found faced new challenges it must have been a challenge to kind of, i suppose program this particular event has it, has it been is it has it presented a challenge to you Absolutely. I mean, if you have been to uh, the ATP Innovations Conference in the past, you would know that one of the greatest value from the conference is the networking and meeting new people in, in, in this uh, nice environment. And obviously that posed a challenge being a virtual conference. So the executive committee of the conference is working really hard to look at how do we keep some component of the networking and the intimate feel of the conference through this virtual environment. Yeah, no, it's, it's a really important thing. And I think a lot of people will, will obviously miss that social time, but hopefully next year we'll all be back together um, 
Yeah, yeah sharing, sharing well, I say sharing a beer, but yeah, having a beer or a coffee together and, and, and having a chat, I, I think we all look forward to that. If you were to say to someone considering attending, um, what would be the, the kind of the biggest value that they will get from this year's event? What, what kind of things will they, can they expect to see? I think the, I mean, learn, learning from each other is, is an important value. I mean, we, our, our jobs have been difficult in the last year, uh, dealing with the pandemic and meeting our constituents' need of, you know, being able to access assessment in a way that is safe and valid in this new world. So that learning component is important. We're also expanding our focus on education technology. So if you look at the program, you will see uh, quite a bit more content on ed tech and uh, also like technology such as uh, AI, machine learning, natural language processing, uh, that sort of thing that you know we just need to embrace as a community. Excellent. And <clears throat> privacy um, and online proctoring and those kind of things have been quite a topical items. Can we expect many kind of conversations around that privacy question? Yeah, yeah. We have uh, several feature sessions that uh, we have some experts in the uh, privacy space from a legal perspective, from a technology perspective, uh, remote proctoring leaders in the field, as well as folks that are from uh, the higher ed space and uh, K-12 regulatory space to talk about things from the educator and the student's perspective. And this this is for this is almost a global topic, isn't it? These are global items, so it's not just anyone that's based solely in North America. Other people from around the world can can attend this for the first time, probably in some cases. Yeah, I mean, we're we're hopeful that because this particular conference, uh, we're also uh, lowering the registration rate by uh, quite a bit. So it's mm. uh, 150 US dollars per person to attend this conference. Uh, instead of the uh, usual close to a thousand dollars, so we're trying to make the conference more accessible. Uh, mm. All the all the sessions will be recorded uh, to to view later, and also because it's a virtual environment, we're hoping that it will make it easier for our international colleagues to attend as well. Yeah, that'd be perfect. That'd be fantastic. Well, thank you very much. And uh, you know, really do appreciate you joining me, and uh, we look forward to seeing you at the uh, at the conference. Thank you for the opportunity. So thank you, Ada, for that. And thank you for the, the team at ATP uh, for uh, some excellent organising so far in quite difficult circumstances. As it mentioned there on the ticker there, 5th of March today is the last day for early bird registration. So if you want those uh, cheaper tickets, then please do make sure you get registered today. Um, formative and continuous sum, uh, summative has been a topic that we've been sharing uh, quite a lot recently, and this is all to do with an event which took place uh, this week, a Westminster Education uh, Forum event, which was looking at the use of technology uh, and trying to learn from the lessons from the, um, the kind of 2020 and 2021, I suppose, examination series here in, the, uh, in England. After that event, we had a, a networking session uh, in our new networking platform. Uh, we had some uh, great representation from uh, the community come along and some other people as well who were part of the uh, Westminster event. So it was great that people could come along and, and chat out those uh, conversations a bit further. Simon's done a podcast uh, for this. So Simon Travers is our Chief Strategy Officer, and you can uh, listen to that podcast um, via our channel. I'll share the information in a second. But here's just a, a little bit of a, a snippet from uh, the podcast, uh, the conversation I had with Simon. Success for what does a formative assessment look like versus what does continuous summative assessment look like? The ingredients are probably pretty similar. Mm. And I think one of the keys is about authenticity of assessment. 
So we've seen over the last year, and it's really accelerated over the last year, the way in which students are using technology for learning. But out of necessity, we've now got students sat at home, as we're talking now, doing assessment or doing teaching and taking part in teaching and learning on their own devices, whether that be a laptop or a tablet or even their mobile phone. But they're doing that learning on an electronic device. They're interacting with tools that weren't necessarily being used in the classroom two years ago, let alone five or ten years ago. And so their expectations, I think what we'll see is that students' expectations in the way that they are assessed going forwards need to be reflected in the technologies and in the assessment models that are being used. Because suddenly you've got students doing all their teaching and learning, certainly for the last year, online, using devices like laptops. So when they're then asked to complete their summative assessment on a piece of paper, that's potentially a big step change for them. You know, it's not necessarily a step back, but it's such a change from what they're doing in their day-to-day educational life. That could be a real challenge. So I strongly do recommend that you uh, listen to Simon's podcast. If you go to uh, spass.com slash podcast or search past community as a assessment podcast. And what we try to do also is uh, a lot of the presentations that we uh, put together and webinars that we run, we try and make it a, a audible version of that as well. So there's plenty of content on there for you to listen whilst you wander around, have a walk, uh, to stretch your legs, etc. Um, other events then in news information. So uh, don't forget the e-assessment awards are open. They close on the 12th of March. So please do get your submissions in there for that. If you've done some fantastic work, as all of us have this year, uh, then really do get your submission. Really, it's the chance and opportunity to to, to shine about that. Uh, another event that's coming up on the 21st of April, uh, Beyond Multiple Choice, uh, Jeff and Brian are putting together a, a nice little conference. Uh, then um, I've been in conversation with them and I'll be sharing that next week just to tell you a bit more about that particular event and their big conference in November as well, what, what they've got lined up for that. We've mentioned already, but don't forget ATP Innovations in Testing. Uh, that's 27th to the 29th. And as part of that, we've got presentations um, as roundtables with Kat and Andy as part of their user experience exercise. Uh, Abby's joining uh, the Examity team to talk about uh, the ultimate candidate experience. And we'll also be joining uh, with Amanda Danis to talk about um, standard and uh, standard setting and technology and the way that can help in there as well. So some excellent stuff coming up. Others, past community news and information. Let's have a quick look at what's going on here. So uh, Ofqual, uh, just these are things that I've highlighted from my uh, social feed, but Ofqual have published out um, a new report uh, on, uh, or a blog post really on remote invigilation or online proctoring. Um, Examity are looking for a scrum master. So if you fancy uh, working for Examity, then uh, please do head over to their website. Uh, BPEC have been talking about their work with endpoint assessment. So I recommend you uh, take a look at their activity around there. And JISC uh, are talking about their DigiFest 21. It's actually the last event I went to before the pandemic hit was their conference last year. It was a really, really good, interesting conference because there was a lot of focus on the new report that had come out from JISC around the use of digital technologies. Um, and that was literally as the uh, the world was starting to, to seize up. So um, hopefully they'll be able to reboot that conversation. Well, thank you very much for your time. Um, I hopefully see you all next week. Uh, stay safe and well, and uh, yep, see you soon. We hope you enjoyed listening to today's podcast. To keep up to date with the latest information from our Surpass community, visit surpass.com. We'll be back with another podcast soon. Thank you for listening.